Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Young athletes need the tools for success on the field and on the court. And now more than ever, in the arena of business. In the new era of name, image, and likeness, Athletic Architects is here for young athletes and parents to help prepare for your financial futures. Let Athletic Architects start helping you build your house. Visit buildthehouse.com and let's build together. You're listening to the Auburn Express. Powered by the Wall All aboard the AM departure from platform 334, the Auburn Express. We're running on time and expecting no hiccups. Doing the work, hard work, to bring you the best Auburn sports content you'll find anywhere. Yeah, we are here. Your man Ike Jones, Auburn Memes, Lobtown, the Auburn Express. Let's talk about, well, let's let's start. Let's start. Since the last time we talked to the people, Georgia happened, right? So that's, we, we can talk about Georgia happening. It was a thing. You know, you can't just erase that from your memory. It's not like uh, Kentucky with Ty Ty and their, their games. All of our games count. Um, what were you feeling in the wake of the Georgia game? Not good. I, I was I was really mentally, and I, I would say I was I was actually already had mentally prepared myself for this to that home that top three nationwide home winning streak to come to an end this Saturday, and I was there. I'd, I'd already I'd already prepped for it. I looked myself in the mirror and said, "Arkansas can't hurt me." Because Georgia, I mean, that was a tough one. I mean, now I, the way you cope with the Georgia loss is just, you, it's a simple reminder is road games in the SEC are tough. It does not matter how mismatched the opponent is. We obviously know good and well that Georgia, I don't know. It's like, I, I struggle to think about when I, when I look at the Georgia schedule from last year, of knowing that they're only SEC, like they lost every SEC game, but Alabama or Alabama was their only SEC win. Like both, right. like you. Either way, you spin that. It's just incredibly rewarding and, and and humorous, right? But let's remember this is a new Georgia team with sure. a new Georgia coach. Mike White, for sure, is a better coach. So it's just you can't look at that, and that's going to be a bit we're going to talk about with Arkansas because just like with Florida, just like with Georgia, 
these are all different teams, and some of which have completely different coaches now. So it's just right. the comparables that you used to be do, able to do in the past of well, this year's team to last year's team is just with the way the transfer portal works is just not what it once was. So I mean, it's just right. it's a complete complete reset, and that's how it was with George's team. And and my, and White knows how to coach against Auburn. I mean, he got yeah. Auburn that painful loss last season that he knows how to get some stuff to pester him and to put him in bad situations. And very similar to kind of what Kermit Davis had for a little bit. He just can get under Bruce skin's, Bruce's skin in some of those games, and we saw it there. And once again, it's just it is tough to win all those away games in the SEC. And in hindsight, you'd really hope this is one that this should have been one of the easier ones to win, but they didn't. Yeah, I mean Georgia's going to be a tough out this year. What we know is Georgia can score. Um, they ha- don't have any issues scoring the basketball. Um, but what you'd hoped from Auburn is that you were going to limit them a little bit more than you did, and we wouldn't have an atrocious shooting night. Like, I just don't know that anybody not named Janai Broom played well offensively against Georgia. Um, and so when you just don't get the contract, because I, I thought, you know, motivated KD Johnson was going to show up, and he didn't, right? He hit that one three that silenced the crowd early, and then after that, you didn't hear very much from Katie uh, other than like a late bucket and maybe in a, a, a couple of defensive possessions. Um, Wendell didn't shoot the ball well for the majority of that game. Two, you didn't two have Jalen. Yeah, again, you didn't have a Jalen sighting, right? Jalen uh, Williams wasn't particular. Like he wasn't terrible, but he wasn't great either. Well, he went one, he went one for nine. Right. So. Well, that is actually more terrible <laughs> than I remembered. So um, the Arkansas game has got everybody's... Uh... Everybody's palace yeah. cleansed from the pretty pretty rough showing that they had that yeah. last Wednesday. Flan- Flanagan didn't do anything. In, I mean, so, so a lot of people will say, "Oh, it's not Flanagan's fault." I know why. I didn't blame Flanagan. He had an okay game against Georgia. Georgia was like, I guess, was an omen of things to come because he started to play a little bit better as that game progressed. Early in that game, he looked rough. And as the game progressed, you saw Flanagan start to put some things together and to play a little bit better. Um, but yeah, Janai Broom's the only guy to me that had a good game. Flanagan had an okay game. Everybody else pretty much stunk. The the irony about that with Broom is he led the team by a massive margin in scoring of 22 points. Mm-hmm. He also led the team in negative plus minus by a massive margin of negative 18. So mm-hmm. it's just kind of funny. You don't you don't typically see it. Typically don't see a breakdown like that too, too much. But I mean, I, I think this had to go with the fact of when he was in, in the end of the game, that was when Georgia just kind of had their foot on the throat of Auburn and they just, they weren't able to stop him. Yeah. Um, and it's one of those, that Georgia game was one of those games where you need three point shooting and we didn't have it, right? Because we needed to be able to close that gap faster and it just wasn't happening and we weren't getting the stops we needed. Um, Defensively, I just think that we had too many lapses, specifically in the the uh, G- Georgia was doing a thing that I wished Auburn did more. And we did a little bit against Arkansas, which is get into early offense. We're not going to wait around and let you entrench yourself defensively, whether it's a miss, a make, a turnover. It doesn't matter what it is. We're running and we're getting up the floor quickly. We're going to get into our set quickly before you guys can identify where you need to be. And defensively, they weren't even really trying to crash the offensive glass. They were just like, screw it, we're getting back. You guys aren't breaking on us, and we're going to break on you the entire game, and it worked. Yeah, they were. This is, this is going to be rough, rough little breakdown of this year. 
Three-point shooting-wise, end of the night with 21.4% going mm. a very, very... I can't even. I can't even say with a straight face at this point. They just went six for twenty-eight from deep. Yeah, rough, awful. And the the worst part about that, like Broom made two of those. Right. So your big your big man had the most threes the entire night out of anybody. Not what you want to see. So then the other people who made, of course, Leor. We'd love to see Leor drain one. But so then you've got your big man making two threes. You got your walk on man making your third. So then you had KD with one. And then you had Chris Moore and Jalen Williams. And obviously the crux of that, the Achilles heel of your three shooting was Wendell going over six. And we know how it is with Wendell. When he cooks, he cooks, but when he's cold, he's ice cold. So it's a, uh, it's tough. And that was a, a rough shooting. Had Wendell made half of his threes and shot from 50%. Guess what? Auburn still doesn't win the game. So it was a lot more than just that as a whole, but Georgia rough showing top to bottom. Yeah. And it, it's, it's a wild thing. Now here was a stat that was actually, or a point I should say that was brought up to me right before we started recording. The Northwestern win is starting to look a heck of a lot better now because Northwestern has been on a little, uh, big 10 manhunt. I actually said this, you know, we weren't doing Lobtown at the time. I actually said, I think Northwestern's a better team than people are giving them credit for. And people thought I was saying that because of the game they gave Auburn. And I was just like, no, they can actually defend really well. So like, and I've said this about Auburn. If you can defend well, you can be in just about any game because your defense can always step up and limit other people. Northwestern's a team that defends well. Yeah, they, they won at Michigan State. They they beat Illinois at home, and they just beat a, a top 15, or I guess I'd say number 15 ranked Indiana at Indiana. So just trying to make myself feel feel a little bit better. This, uh, you know, looking at these Georgia stats just doesn't bring me to a happy place. So I had to, had to per- perk it up a little bit before we get to the, uh, the best, best uh, feeling of going to look over some of these Arkansas stats here. But I think it just really goes to show just the, the floor, I, okay, let's just kind of look at this statement a little bit different here. The floor and the ceiling of this Auburn team, I think we saw it in a microchasm of this week, is the floor is absolutely what they did against Georgia. And I'm not going to say ceilings. I'm not going to go cap my guys like that. But the direction of the ceilings, I think what they, what we're seeing versus an Arkansas team here. And yeah, no, see that I back don't think Arkansas is wild. was the ceiling. Yeah, I don't, see, I don't think Arkansas was the ceiling for this team. And, and when we start talking about the Arkansas game, I'll point out some reasons why I feel that way. Um, but I think, this, I think Arkansas is more of the median of what you should expect from Auburn, right? Like this is about like, this is an average Auburn game to me. This isn't through the roof Auburn. Uh, it is, you know, good Auburn, not great Auburn in my opinion. Um, but we'll we'll definitely talk about that when we get into the Arkansas game of reasons why I say that. But let's let's wrap up talking about Georgia really quickly and talk about the contributions of what we did see. We've talked about him, but the contributions of what we did see from Janai Broom a little bit more. And what is it about Janai Broom that you loved from that game? And what are things that you're like, man? Uh, Got to, got to, got to do better here because you talked about the plus minus, right? Like, is Janai Broom a guy who can be our guy, right? Because he scored a bunch of points, but we don't, we get, we don't 
sniff a win in that game. So, like, can Auburn be its best self with Janai Broom being its top scorer? Oh, are we are we talking the are we are we talking for specifically the Georgia game right now? We're trying to compare Georgia, this, okay, yeah. for Georgia. Who was a top scorer? He was Flanagan barely scraped double digits with eleven. Everybody else was in single digits. He had 22, 11, and then for everybody else. Right. So and even worse, I mean, a lot of the points that this team was getting from the free throw line. So I mean, let's just break this down. Auburn scored sixty four points in that game. Whip out the old calendar. We're gonna do this live. So you have sixty four points. You minus twenty two for Broom. So that leaves you at forty two points. We had ten points from the free throw line. I already counted two of those for Broom. So we'll say minus eight right there. So that means non free throw points and non Broom points. You had thirty four, thirty four, thirty four points. From the rest of your team, and you said Flanagan had eleven of those. Yeah. So okay, even we'll we'll uh, we'll go we'll, we'll cut the we'll cut it deeper here. So thirty four yeah, minus eleven. So it leaves you twenty three points. That means between Wendell, Jalen, Zepp, KD, Chris Moore, Trey Donaldson, Lior had. Oh gosh, well, I'll, I'll I'll even add the yeah. insult to injury here. We'll take away Lior's points. Twenty. <laughs> yeah. He had 20 points between the other like eight guys that played. Right. That is a, uh, and there's a lot of minutes out of those bodies there. That's a brutal, that's a brutal, brutal, brutal. I mean, that's something like you would hope that Wendell could be getting that like close to himself. himself. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So, I mean, between eight guys, I mean, what is the math on that? That's like, two and a half points mm-hmm. per person or two point two point something points per person for the remainder of the team. And that's about what the breakdown and you look at the stat total there. That's about what it was a breakdown to and outside of free throw points. And that just, that was how stagnant the offense was getting. And you even saw that too, with a lot of these games where it was just one bucket. That's crazy. Like when you just think about that, that is one made free field goal, right? Average between eight guys. Yeah. It, wow. it, it just seems that the, the way the offense will stay, it's the defense getting some fouls and then doing okay from the three free throw line. They shot 62.5%. You want to see a little bit better now comparison yeah. to Arkansas where they shot 77.3. That's a number we can feel a little bit better about. That's where they need to be every game, in my opinion. Yeah. That Arkansas free throw number is, if you're in 75 plus, I'd love it to get into 80, but you know, it just depends on who it is taking the shots. Because if you're if it's Wendell and KD who are the guys that go to the line most often for us, and then Janai probably third, those guys can get you to an eighty percent um, thing. Jalen Williams, decent free throw shooter. So, but yeah, if you're up seventy five plus on the free throws for the game, that's where Auburn wants to be for sure. Right, and the way they play defense and the way they have just been keeping games low scoring. For example, Arkansas, they were seventeen and twenty two. Well, that was seventeen points there. That is going to keep you. That's going to keep you in the game. You get those free yeah. ones. You went 10 for 16. Going back to the story here, even if you went 16 for 16, you still don't beat Georgia. So now if you went 16 for 16 and Wendell made three of six on his three points, you did beat Georgia. So little things you clean up. Now, obviously going 16 for 16 would be very, very impressive for your uh, free throw points. Uh, throwback here. I do remember there was one game. 
RIP to the legend Perez Ward. Not like I don't think he's actually dead, just RIP in our hearts. I remember there was one game I went to in Verez Ward. I want to say he about ba- he about like did that himself. I want to say he went like something crazy, like thirteen of fourteen or fifteen of sixteen from like free throw line himself, like in one game. It was just he got all he just took all the fouls and he made almost all the shots. So seen it in person, it was wild. And then we found out a few weeks later he was you know point shaving. So what <laughs> a lot of a lot of ups and downs with that one. But uh, yeah, you know, Tony Barbie days. We could do a whole uh, reflection podcast on that in its own. But yeah, you just—I don't feel like being that angry for any reason whatsoever. So <laughs> yeah, if we if we were feeling like being some sadists one day, we'll uh, we'll go in there and and really, um, or if we need to come down, I don't know. I, I, you're right. Maybe we should just never talk about those days on the mic ever. <laughs> but I, I was not, say I lived not a them. fun situation. I, yeah, I listen. Surviving is is definitely a good thing. The program survived. We survived. All good. The brighter days of post-Arkansas basketball. Arkansas, the number 13 ranked team in the country as they come in to Neville Arena. They will not leave ranks number 13, though, going down to Auburn in wonderful fashion. Memes, how are we feeling now post that game? Oh, great. Yeah, it is. Like I said, beginning of the episode, I said I prepared myself to lose the home winning streak. I was ready just to take what was coming. You saw Alabama beat a, you know, very I think bottom 10 SEC team of Kentucky. So not not that impressive of a win, but you still don't want to see him win anything. So it was just the the, the stacking of events was just going really, really. Uh, it just wasn't going well in my head for where I saw that direction coming. They get out on that court. Wendell makes that first three. Literally, first shot of the game, three and a foul. Beautiful. Continue. Sorry. Yeah. And they just, they kept cooking from there and they kept it going. They kept it going in typical Auburn fashion. Fortunately, they did have some little droughts there where they yeah. let them get back into it. I've expressed my opinion and my observation of that numerous times. So no need to keep beating that horse dead. But in those brief moments of this game, I was grinding my teeth. Now it was far from a perfect game, but what ha- what, what matters is a few things here. One, it was a solid win against a good team, against a ranked team. You defended your home streak. And I, to me, I think the most important is the statement of the bounce back and showing that you're not going to get down from what was a bad loss to that Georgia team. Yeah, it was. A- I'll agree. I'll agree to that. Like, it's good to see them not just spiral, right? And that's what you're, 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 talking about there you got a bad loss you don't let that spiral because you are on the cusp of playing uh, regardless of the jungle chance and a lot of people's opinions online about arkansas arkansas is a good team you know they they might have been chanting overrated um in, in the arena but arkansas is good um you know arkansas of course you know i've listened to not listened to i've watched their message boards i've seen the twitter commentary i've seen the comments uh from people on numerous places talking about well we were down two of our starters before the game nobody was saying well arkansas might lose because they're down two starters doesn't matter you thought you were going to handily win this game even without those two starters so now don't revise that afterwards to say well they were down two starters so no you came in confident just own your l yeah, the same argument. Then, you know, we missed Zepp when we played right. Arkansas last year, and that was such a and narrow— And only lost by four. Right. It was such a narrow loss, and maybe Zepp 
maybe his minutes, maybe his impact on defense takes that as a win. So I don't want to hear anything about, oh, starters are out this time or another. Like, Zep, I think that was the game he had the flu or he had some sickness going on. So, yep. yeah, don't want to hear that because that was Auburn's first SEC loss, and we were down a down a. I don't even know. If, I don't even know if the term starter even is relevant for the way Bruce does his minutes and how they rotate people, but a major contributor for minutes on the team. But sure. and I think the the real interesting part here is for the conference and why this is important. Kind of going back to the whole standpoint of the statement to not slip down the slide of what a Georgia than an Arkansas loss could be here is you still have a one, two, three, four, five. you're still top five in the sec with record and with sec record. So you're by no means out of anything. Now, do we think Auburn's probably going to win the sec regular season? Probably not. Should Auburn finish in the top five of the sec? Absolutely. That's, that should always be, the floor should be top five. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Kentucky, as I mentioned earlier, bottom they're bottom 10 right now. They mm-hmm. are struggling bad. This is not a good Kentucky team capped by someone who's not a good coach. I will still say it. I've said it, <laughs> and I will say it today, yesterday, and tomorrow. Cal is not a good coach. We're seeing it. He just got out. He, I mean, he just got straight punked by Nate Oates. Nate Oates was teaching high school math like a few years ago, when Cal's winning championship, non-plural, with Anthony Davis, Nate Oates is over there teaching algebra. So anyway, embarrassing. I hate it for Kentucky. I say it very sarcastically. Kind of love it. So we everybody thought Kentucky was going to run away with the SEC this year. Maybe Tennessee could, and or Arkansas might be a dark horse. But with that being said, I think the the scope of the SEC is a lot more open this year, and that's good for Auburn for being – probably a little bit more down than what people thought is if you can stay up, you beat a good team, you can show you be competitive and you believe and you don't give up believing in yourself, then the dominoes can fall the right way. I still thoroughly think Tennessee is the best team in the SEC right now. I think a lot of people, uh, if I don't, if you're going to say Alabama, I think people are high on Alabama. No, I'm going to say Missouri is the best team in the SEC right now. Okay. I, 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 I would give I would give Missouri I, I'd give Tennessee and Missouri right up there for one and two debate, which is which. Yes, I could. I yeah, I I could. I, we'll we'll be in agreement there. We can debate those two. Yeah, I don't think Alabama's the best team in the SEC now. Yeah, I I think they have gotten fortunate with some fairly favorable games, uh, and a lot of those have been at home, but uh, also too, that team is so predicated around their three-point shooting, and then basically that and or the play of Brandon Miller as a whole, I think that's going to get exposed if we kind of talk about peaking at the wrong times. it They were struggling. I mean, they closed it out with Kentucky, but for the first part of that game, I mean, Kentucky was right up there with them, and Alabama was bricking a lot of those three-point shots. So if those don't, if those, those end up not dropping, that team's going to start getting exposed here pretty soon especially when they start playing some better teams, especially when they start playing some teams on the road. So I don't think Alabama's got a chance of winning the uh, regular title for the SEC. In tournament, who knows what can happen with the tournament. Yeah, in tournament's anybody's game. It's, it's well, Texas A&M proved that last year. But they're still, Alabama still would be in the top five as of right now. You know, I'm always hoping every day they're going to be in, you know, bottom 10. So, like, you know, hopefully, hopefully. Bottom two. 
and not two. Bottom, just the um, bottom. <laughs> Actually, the bottom yeah. of the SEC. So, you know, there's yeah. plenty of time for that to still happen. But with that moral of the story here, encompassing all that with the with the season, if you show that you beat Arkansas, you show that you've got the talent to be right there neck and neck with anybody in the SEC. That was kind of the point that we we're trying to make here. You got to play the schedule outright. You don't give up believing yep. in yourself. And that just means what you got to do looking at the schedule. Ole Miss struggling bad right now. They are not in a great place. Ole Miss is, I'm going to go over this. So that's Auburn's next game at Ole Miss. Here's their last, just get ready for this. Since um, they had a loss to Oklahoma, lost to Memphis, they beat some team I've not even heard of, lost to UCF, Temple they beat, and then here's their stretch. North Alabama, team Auburn beat by a million last year. Tennessee, Alabama, Mississippi State. And now they got Auburn again. So that's a team that is just not in a good place, probably not really believing in themselves right now. That If you can get that away game out, you got a good Mississippi State team you're playing at home. LSU on the road's always a tough one, so don't always know how to feel about that. I think that LSU team's not bad. They're well coached. they got good players. The two Mississippi teams right now, you win those two team, you know, games people thought Auburn should win. They, they And they can keep that momentum rolling and tweak some of these things and build off the momentum from this Arkansas game. It seems to be all right. Now, I'm not saying they're going to be making a run for the regular season championship, but they just don't need to be in a position to where they're going to implode because I think there's a lot of people who are riding off and hoping that this Auburn team would implode. You got the idiots on the message board chirping about Bruce Pearl, you know, oh, what's he doing? He's not good. He needs to get going. I mean, the the, Crazy. the the moron brigade came out pretty hard after that Georgia game. And I'm calling them Crazy. out for exactly what they are. And there was numerous posts and tweets about it. You people got to chill out. Good teams yeah. can lose to bad teams on the road. That is basketball. As and Georgia's not a bad team. That's I think that's what's mind-blowing about this. Georgia's not bad. Like, they're not excellent but they're not bad so losing to georgia on the road is not like the like we almost lost to georgia on the road last year and most people would argue that that was a better team than this year's team so why would actually losing to a better georgia team when you have a worse auburn team be bruce pearl's a terrible i just don't i don't i don't get the equivalency that people are drawing there. No, yeah, it's a bad, it's a bad argument. And that was, yeah, you're, I wouldn't even try to say Georgia wasn't necessarily a bad team. I'm just saying sometimes yeah. it can happen. It's not like football. If you get upset, your season's still going to be fine as long as you keep it, right. keep it going and you bounce back. This Arkansas yeah, and that's game, the problem is you got football fans that are trying to have basketball arguments and you just don't understand the sport. That is a, that is, that is the exact mentality about it. Yeah. But uh, this, the Arkansas game was a bounce back. Why it was a bounce back? Because Bruce Pearl and staff, they're good coaches, and there are good players on this team. So I guess we can jump in here to some of the stat lines, some of the key takeaways from last night's game. That was good. Yeah. What you what you um, what you seeing? I guess what's your favorite? Yeah. So here's the thing, and this is why I said earlier I wasn't going to say this the ceiling for Auburn. Mm-hmm. And two things in particular I want to point out that show to me it's not the ceiling is you don't have a great offensive performance again from Jalen Williams. He did okay, not great. And you don't have a great offensive performance from KD Johnson. And I think both of those guys 
are going to be key for Auburn to be at their peak. That doesn't mean that we can't win games. We clearly can win games if both of those guys aren't playing well. But I don't need KD to be, you know, 15, 20 points, but I do need him to shoot the ball 10 times in a game and make six of them, right? I I do need Jalen Williams getting seven or eight looks at the basket, and he's going to make four to five of those. I think that that's where you're going to be in a comfortable spot. Um, You can take that KD number down if Zepp Jasper's going to do what he did, which is lovely to see him be more aggressive offensively and take more shots and go in there and make shots that aren't just catch-and-shoot opportunities. Put the ball on the floor and create offense. You don't see that from Zepp a lot. Love to see that. Um, But the key for me and the engine for Auburn being its best self is clearly – Wendell Green for me. If Wendell Green is shooting the ball well, this offense is humming because he's the best pure facilitator on the team. But if he's scoring, I think he is a difference offensively for this team. A hundred percent. And I I think I've said that for a while. If if he's scoring and he's shooting efficiently, jumping back to Georgia, few points, not efficient, not efficient shooting, balanced scoring. So that being from twos, threes, and free throws. And he also had plenty of that there for the totality of his 19 points. I think Wendell, I'll even put KD in here as well, but the two of them should be leading the free throw points and or Mm -hmm. percentages attempts. Yep. You have all that, you've got a pretty good recipe for success. If you notice too that with the other guys starting to cook a little bit, you saw a decent amount less out of Chris Moore. Now here's the key thing for Chris Moore Mm -hmm. is... You, he had, he had four rebounds, so we like that. He played 21 minutes, had a good plus minus of 10. Chris Moore always seems to have a good plus minus here. Only had two points, but he's one for two. And he didn't go to the free throw line at all. So you look at that, and it was efficient. I mean, he's a 50% shot. He didn't, he didn't turn it over. He got your, I say that. Let me double check the turnover once. He didn't turn it over off a bad shot, I should say. You're not putting the ball up just for it to get rebounded and take it away. And you let the other guys cook a little bit. And it, and you'd see the seasons, the statistics in the other games. And when some of the guys aren't always stepping up, he is there to step up. So you have that good quality floor time off of Chris Moore, the impact, kind of similar to Zeph. And I'm going to kind of loop Zeph in this as well, where efficient shooting, a few points, not a ton, but enough. And just being pestering on defense and getting rebounds and, Passing the eye test. Now, Wendell cooked with 19 points. And I think the other side of that story, and we saw what what the impact of the game is just Arkansas could never close that gap because Wendell's continuing to cook. The other person who was continuing to cook, Flanagan. Yeah, Flanagan had a good game. Yeah, there's been some, obviously, Flanagan's consistency, even still through this year, has been the lack of consistency. And how inconsistent he has been. It was good to see him. And, you know, it's always, you always love to see a person kind of like be a, be a hometown show out. So we always know he's got a chip on his shoulder for Arkansas. There's definitely a no love loss there. We wish we'd seen a little bit more of that with Katie over in Georgia. But, you know, every time they play, oh, Alvin Flanagan's from Arkansas, they looked at him hard and all the whole, they love bringing up the hometown kid here. Maybe it was coincidence, or maybe deep down he wanted to show him up a little bit, very similar to what Gus would do with Arkansas. Maybe there's just something about 
Arkansas natives going to Auburn and they just bring something out of them when they see the see those red hawks. I don't know. But he got 18 points. He was efficient shooting. He had eight rebounds. And he played the most minutes out of anybody. Was all over the place. And the other key thing with Flanagan, too, just kind of going to the eye test a little bit, if you'll remember, there were some very key shots. I remember that one late in the second half of the game. There was that just just sniper shot three that just shot off his fingertips and hit it. And I want to say that was the, uh, it was one of those games. I think it was one of those shots where it was like Arkansas was within single digits and that put Auburn, I think it put the lead from eight to 11. And that's just so like, when you're trying to come back and you get, all right, we're within single digits and you're trying to chip it down. Yeah. Bam. You see a hot three. You do stuff like that, it kind of gets in the other team's head. And, I mean, the fact that Flanagan had a few shots like that that were just very timely, that just were definitely momentum killers for Arkansas. Maybe not any momentum killers, just you didn't even you didn't even let the embers turn into flames. So, need that out of him. And I may be optimistic thinking here, because I know we've all, everybody's been saying, oh, Flanagan, when he gets back, when he gets back, when he can cook, if he can just take this. And you, you saw how aggressive yeah. he was playing. I mean, he was out there playing hard. Does he take that momentum? Can he continue to roll with that and be what has been the legend of what people called old, old Flanagan? Yeah, I mean, the Flanagan, the wing scoring has been a problem for us these last two years. If Flanagan can step up and be a wing scorer and um, a, a an alternate ball handler, the guy that we honestly thought Chance Westry was going to come in and be for this team, if he can step up and be that guy, then this Auburn team is going to be a tough out, man, because you can now score at all three levels, right? You can, you've got Janai Broom who can score down and low. You've got, um, you know, Jay Will, who is really a master of that medium range stuff. Uh, you've got Wendell who can shoot from the outside, maybe not as proficiently as you want, but then you have Flanagan who's more of the slasher high flyer. You know, you've got someone who can attack a team in any way that you guys want to play, right? If they're going to play the zone thing, then Jay Will has been a guy who's been eating zones up there in the middle. If they want to play man-to-man and they don't have the big bodies, we can throw it down low to Janai. If they want to play, you know, man-to-man and they want to, try to force us to use the guards, then Wendell's kind of been that guy. Flanagan's been that other guy when the, there's big guards and they've got big bodies inside, so you need someone big who can handle the ball and get it put it on the floor. Flanagan's that guy that needs to step up and be that, and he was that in this game. And that's a good point that you brought up, too. You mentioned, you teased a little bit. Auburn was running a decent amount of zone, and this Arkansas team was not ready for it, and that's no. not something... Which is crazy, because Missouri just did it to them, and they were just like, nobody else is going to do this. <laughs> it's like, uh, yeah, it worked. It, so. and yeah, and that's just something that Auburn... That's just not something Auburn pulls out of the repertoire a whole lot. You saw, you saw yeah. a lot of differences on them defensively. They didn't press. Not much. I don't... No, no, almost never. Yeah. They almost never went full court pressure. They dropped back into the zone immediately. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think the they 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 mixed it up and went to like a a like a a man zone type of thing sometimes to give you the uh, the look of the pressure, but it was it was always a zone. Um, and so like they would do that maybe off off of a miss. They like so he was mixing it up a little bit, but it wasn't very often. It was like right at the top of the half or right out of a timeout, they'd switch into a different defense just in case they planned something against the zone. Bruce Pearl coached an amazing game. I'm sorry. You can, again, you guys owe him an apology if you're writing him off. They, he coached an amazing game against Arkansas. 
Right. They knew Arkansas struggles from deep. Now, Arkansas, two for 16, 12.5% from three. Auburn was 33.3, seven for 21. Anything above 30 at this point, I'll take for Auburn from deep. So I'm all for that. And I've said it. So this team can shoot. It's going to be hard-pressed to think this team isn't going to win games if they're shooting a moderate amount. I'm not going to count three for nine. But if they have a moderate volume of three-point shooting and they're over 30%, I'm going to assume they're going to win more games than they're going to lose. And I said if they're in the high 30s, they're going to win the SEC. But obviously that that the high 30s thing is probably not going to be happening at this point. Not (laughs) The first half of the game we were there, but uh, not likely to happen for the totality of a game. All right, so let's uh, before we get out of here, let's talk a little bit projecting forward. After this Arkansas game, the question is, or after this week, I should say, of basketball, is Georgia closer to the norm or is Arkansas closer to the norm? What are your thoughts on that, Memes? I think you got to look. It, the home and away, the home and away development is going to be tough. And I think after the Ole Miss game, I will feel a little bit more confident in answering this question because I want to mm. see, a, I want to see a little bit. I need to see more examples before I can feel confident saying that. More away examples, yeah, right. I mean, Ole Miss has not really shown that they like to pack out the pavilion. I went to the game last year, which was on a Saturday, and they were about near more Auburn people in the pavilion than Ole Miss people. So not a true hostile away environment, but it still is an away environment. I've said it. I've said it again. I mean, Georgia shooting with Nike balls. Games played with Nike balls don't actually count. So that's always something we can uh, take some solace in. The direction I think this team is going to be going is going to be going toward Arkansas because Mm -hmm. the thing that you saw with Georgia is you didn't really see like there's much chemistry we know how they like to change up these rotations a little bit more getting into the season. You're starting to see the minutes are getting more heavy for your starting core. You're not pulling as much from the bench, and that's just going to be the nature of it. This team is not going to be as heavily built off the bench as last year's team was. And I think the more minutes you see with those starters, I think the more you're going to see that chemistry and that rapport being built on them. I know Bruce likes to be a bit deeper than playing everybody as much as he has been, but it's just, it's not there for this team this year. I mean, I think guys are developing at a different, different clips. Um, the one thing I think makes me the most sad is the consistency of Cardwell hasn't been great the past few games. Uh, would love to see him kind of get back to that uh, early season Cardwell we saw where it was everyone, like, oh, man, he's really taking some big, big strides forward. And maybe that could just be the chemistry. Maybe that could be some of the rotation, but. If Flan and Wendell can find their consistency, and I'll even sprinkle KD in there because he's still KD's kind of been in a a long slump, and you really lean on Broom, Jalen, Chris Moore, and Zepp as just very, very consistent pieces all around. And you can substitute that scoring with Wendell and Flanagan and I guess Jalen when need be. And just Broom, I was you know, Broom being very, very consistent on the scoring, but he's not going to be your shooting shall we say this team's going to be okay and that's going to be that's going to be the key to it is they they've got a just consistency and chemistry would be the two words that i would say are going to be the key here because we know they've got the talent to do it we know it's possible right but it's also just they've got to not get in their own ways here and i think we've seen it with some of the games they've lost right look at we look at the eye test we look at the game we look at the stats we're just like 
better than this. For sure. So just getting out of their own heads, getting out of their own ways, and just counting on very similar to what Bruce did with this game against Arkansas. It's just putting them in good situations with coachings to win the game. And then Bruce is very, very much self-aware when there's bad coaching. He'll admit it. I mean, he he's a right. he's a he's a player's coach. He he knows, hey, it all starts here with us. And we saw it with Arkansas, and you said it perfectly. It was a Bruce outcoached Muss, and because of that, he put his guys in a position to win and win big and have a statement win. Because this is a you get a few more of these throughout the season, especially you get the ones at home, and you'll have a decent seat going to the tournament. And at the end of the year, that's that's what matters. Yeah, that's all that matters really ultimately is is trying to get a decent seating and getting into the tournament to give your chance an opportunity to win a national title. All right, so we'll see what comes to this Auburn team as we move forward. Next up is Ole Miss. Hopefully Auburn can go on the road and get their first SEC road win. Uh, but we're about to get out of here. We appreciate you guys. You have been listening to the Logtown Podcast. I am Ike Jones here with my man Auburn Memes. Until next time, and as always, you guys can check us out at thewarreport.com uh, on the uh, social media at the War Report. If you don't know, my guy Auburn Memes is at Auburn Memes tweeting if you want to be able to follow all of that. Uh, but that's it, man. We're out of here. Until next time, War Eagle. War Eagle, guys. <laughs> <laughs>